0: I'm going to speak a little today about that tricky little thing we read the other day from Nizagadada Maharaj a couple of weeks ago, which is sort of like a lot of wei wu way wei also, which is your absence is the presence. Yeah. So by seeing you, seeing the presence right now with this understanding, you can you'll see it as absent. See. So then the appearance. Is used to negate the appearance. And so that which you were taking yourself to be, and everything that is a thing can be present, but no things are present. Yeah. So when you have that idea, and then the message is the presence of you is absence. Yeah. So now how you react to the situation isn't the old. Status quo and habit, you start seeing. Well, because I'm here, I'm not that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm appearing, that I'm off the game. Just like if you follow it, like a great master Huang Po would said, uh, whatever can be perceived, what seems to be present right now, is not what's perceiving. So the present is truly absent, actually concerning the onness or the existence it's an appearance but see now a lot of mental weight has been given to the appearance with at the expense of of the no weight of no thing yeah so the the idea of negation is just to say oh I'm a yeah let fraud fall on you yes I've done terrible things all this all instead of fighting all that shit let it all land and I'm not that not as a denial from that which you're not, but a denial of it from what you are. Because the assumption is being ourselves reality, if you know it or not, that's the fact. So therefore you see from somewhere other than that, which you're usually looking from, and you see that and you realize that thing because I can see it is absent. That which I can't see is the presence. Yes, it's beautiful, right? So negation, because if you, the other way, all right, I I did something terrible. Yeah. I don't wanna feel that, obviously. I don't wanna deny it. I'm not gonna bring it up. I'm gonna move out of state, whatever, because it feels very unbearable because I'm trying to save my face, really, instead of my ass. But if you finally allow that stuff to land, you'll see it's not true. Not that, you didn't fuck someone over, it wasn't you. Yes, that's the good, that's, it's not getting out of jail free, it's while you're in jail, you see it's not you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's Wu Wei Wu went into it. Yeah, we'll go another way, but just for now, this is the warm up, the Wu Wei Wu, I don't recommend reading his books because they're pretty deep. I mean, conceptually, you better have uh, what do they call mutters? You know, those boots, <laughs> because you're gonna, it's gonna be a slow slog. But if you catch the the clarity of the movement he's sharing, which is this negation, uh, and he goes over like old Mahavana uh, Buddhist texts where Buddha says, you know. Uh, nothing exists nor non-exists nor non-exist exists yeah, so it's a negation a negation and a negation yeah so these negations uh cut off the roads to finding who you are because if you cut off the roads you may find you are that <laughs> so when all the roads that lead to rome are, are cut you know they're they're uh closed, you may see your Rome, But as long as you're seeing roads, you think they're going to Rome, but you're in Rome, so to speak. So the negation of the roads leaves you like with all your maps and travel logs and your carry-on bags, and there's no plane, no airport, and something can get revealed, you know, because it's sticking out like a sore thumb. But if there's just one subtle road, which I feel, the road makers will make a road out of non dwelling. Yeah. They'll, they see, just like, you know, a hammer sees everything as a nail, an engineer sees everything as whatever. So, road makers, path makers such as ourselves see everything in the lens of a path. Yeah. So, when you can cut that off and that which is seeking a path is pathless, something is there. It doesn't rush in. It's always been there. One of the qualities when it hits you is gonna tell you it's always been this way. Yeah, it does. I mean, it informs you, it doesn't say it to you. Yeah, hello everybody. It doesn't say it to you like uh, obviously, but it hits you that it's always been this way. Even though you thought it's always been thousands of ways, and there was a lot of belief and faith in that, it can be whacked in a second and be like an etch-a-sketch, just washed immediately with it's always been this way. Yeah. Now what happens, the head is constantly trying to say that about a condition that it's saying you're in, like depression. It's trying to say you always are, you've always been this way, but it's not true. Yeah, I remember a guy I met and he actually took his life down the road but he was sharing and he had a hard time with this depression and active alcoholism addiction so i'd run into him at a meeting in marin and he would have a story and it was i'm always bummed out you know always bummed out so i said all right i heard him and i didn't believe that so then i saw him that night at a party And I saw him smile and I rushed right up to him. I said, Johnny, are you bummed out right now? No, you're not bummed out right now. I caught a smile breaking on your face. You see, these stories are given life just by laziness in a way. It just keeps repeating. We just fucking all right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to arrive at where I am at a later date. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so give me the roadmaps. Let me see. I went through Course now Mir- No, Course Miracles usually isn't one of the main highways. That's a that's like a state road. You don't go to that usually. That's not like Highway Five, you know. Let's say there's the basic ones like Christianity or those things that have already established places and roads that have been paved. <laughs> but then, after those things have failed, maybe you go down some other, you don't listen to the GPS and you run into Course of in Miracles or some fucking other thing or shamanism. you're from Hoboken and you you're listening to a Peruvian fucking shaman. you know it's just sort of like things lead you there. But as however we look or wherever we look, we see a path. <laughs> now hopefully the futility of a path taking when you are what you're trying to arrive at when you are that that's the whole underlying message of these m- meetings is based on not what ramana said but something he said captures it which is being ourselves reality so basically the seeker is the sort that's the assumption. So there's nowhere to go, really, yet the head wants to go. That's its drive. So it makes roads where there doesn't need to be roads. So hopefully after you've been down a few roads, something dawns on you, yeah. And then, bamo, you stop. You may still seemingly be on the road, but you stop, yeah. And then something catches up to you finally. Yeah, like the thief in the night, something comes in and you get a hit of something. Wait a minute, I've been blaming myself for years. I've been doing this. Hey, Noah, you're going to have to sit down here without chairs. We don't have any. They cut us. They're against our. They're against our meeting. They're cutting our chairing down. Yes. No, there's nothing there. You got to sit here. I've know that there are no chairs there. It's chairless. Trust me, trust me. It's chairless. Thank you, bro. Can you just sit here a second or wherever? Oh, there. Yeah, Jeff is. Thank you, Jeff. There's a man of service. Thank you. Oh, come on. Do you have any of those purple chairs? No, I didn't bring them because I have to pick up Amelia and the kids in the car. See, all these things conspire. Yes. I knew it too, but whatever. It's fine. Yes. Come on down. Sit down here. Yeah. The dog is a good place to rest. Yeah. So these roads, I'm not going to start again. We're just going to go with it. Right. So basically we're sort of like road makers, what we're not. And so we're looking to take some way or some path to arrive at something. And the understanding of non-duality is you never left. Yes that's a simple understanding at least that's what i've gotten from it as a basis is like the assumption is you're it you've always been it you always will be it yeah yet what you're taking yourself to be is not it and not it is going is not going to arrive at it because it's already it <laughs> so it wants to have an experience of it as not it yeah and that extra drive of stubbornness is pretty strong. And that's one of the drives that make us road makers. We wanna take a path to arrive somewhere. So whatever we think our condition is, we hope that it can change considerably because obviously we've been exempted from the kingdom of heaven already, from the, that which is playing God, you're not in good shape. You haven't done enough, you, yes, and you've done other shit yeah, so you're really starting on a really bad position. and therefore you're gonna have it can, I can't it can't be me right now. I mean, obviously, what my head has been telling me for years, you're not it. You know, she's it. Money is it. That's it. This is it. You're not it, obviously. Let's put that moot point and let's just find the right road that works for you. Yeah. And then after you've been on the same road and you find yourself on the same road, they have, New radical road or extreme version road, but it's the same road. yeah, and as long as you're on it, it's going to have its function, which is to put what's not far away, very far away, and what's not not available, which means it's always available as not available now. Yeah? So there's a lot of work to be done, and then maybe just maybe, when I get to a certain point, the path may get easier, but it could take life, yeah. Because the weird thing is the body in and of itself doesn't look like a pure vessel, does it? Some of the shit's happening. Yeah, but well, I don't wanna... One of the, the, one of the most Im- visual images of what I would think hell was, was at a port of at Ocean Beach in San Francisco. I knew better, but I had to go. I open up and it was like, how could humans do that? It was everywhere. I don't know how. So this idea of this has to be purified, you're already lost the game. It's like Catholicism with original sin. You don't even remember you did something, but you're fucking lost. You're mortal, it's a mortal sin. In other words, and there's no way it can be erased from the ledger. <laughs> so obviously those paths don't look so good. But the beautiful about this is the paths, you would think their value would be if they led you somewhere to where you wanted to go. But their real value is they're going to fail leading you somewhere where you want to go because where you want to go is already available now. Yes? Such a beautiful message. So all the roads have an incredible function, but it's not the way we think. It, they're not to, meant to lead us anywhere. They're meant to lead us astray. So there's a recognition of that because we are what we're looking for. So what has to stop looking for it? If we're, if we, if we're not what we're looking for, fucking fine tune you're looking, surgical. Laser light, fucking get it super super x-ray penetrating, all the obstacles that is stopping you. But basically, you are what you're looking for. So the looking for is the problem. That's it. That's the conundrum that non-duality presents in a very uncomfortable way for the head, which is quite liberating. Because that was which is wiggling and trying to get out of it isn't you. Hallelujah. Yeah. And if that gains traction, a lot of shit's gonna stop. It may not stop all of a sudden because that could be dangerous, but no more, the gas is cut off. It only has a certain amount of momentum. And it's just going to, you'll see, you'll see all your spiritual seeking, like roads on the side, cars on the side of the road. They're all going to, Buddhism ran out, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're all run out, <laughs> you know what I mean? You still you still see some people they there thinking they're moving, but you realize, hey, bro, but it's too late. You got to just let them go on the journey because the journey complete failure is going to succeed. Yes, yeah, because... You gotta, some of it, you just gotta empty the tank of thinking you already know what you are and it's not what you're looking for. And therefore let's use our energy, which is the energy to look for it. Yeah, it's gonna run out hopefully, sooner or later. I mean, some people go to 40 retreats. You would hope maybe after eight retreats, yes? And at least eight retreats is the same retreats. You know, maybe they switched up tantric, shaman all right that has a little more life but basically if you're at 35 retreats something's going on yes and where is there a committee or a board of counselors that will send you a letter say "Ah, oh, we're sorry uh we don't think it's good for you to go on your 35th retreat yes please don't try to get in don't change your name we know you we're not letting you in <laughs> that would be that would be fucking great because what would happen when he would think he was losing all the effects only the retreat could produce he would see something i hope that you may not see in the retreat yeah so what, what's your retreat my retreat is about pleasing my girlfriend and uh about pleasing her. yeah she's from italy and she has dreams of being a travel agent but i think we're You'd have to ask them. I don't know. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. We well, we throw that in there. We give you a big, a big slice of something while you're getting nothing. It's good. It's a very good way to go. Really? No, truly. I'm joking, but I'm not. I mean, people who've been coming to see me for years, they've never got anything out of it. That's what. That's the value. Yeah, we just attempt to, because the head can't stay paused, it can't, it doesn't even, it doesn't look for a pause, a pause happens to it occasionally, and it gets stopped, it doesn't stop, it gets stopped, yeah, and then as soon as it regroups, it wants to move again, because it's agitated, yes, it is like that monkey you put on the pole in meditation and you follow the breath and the monkey, in spite of itself, gets a little peace because it's not going every which way, it's just going like this, yeah? But there's a piece that doesn't fit that understanding. You're not the monkey. You're not that which is agitated. The reason why you can see it so clearly is you're not moving like it's moving. It's difficult to get a beat on something if you're moving. Yeah, but if there's a stopping, you can see other things moving. Yeah, and you're by, and you see something you don't see while you're moving. When you're stopped, you see something in the movement that may not be noticed when you're everything's moving. Yeah, and you'll see something. You'll see the seeker is the sought. And what if that is the fact? If the seeker is the sought, the sorting is going to end or is going to get diminished incredibly. Yes, because... The illusory uh, thing that just keeps on keeping on gets snuffed out. Yeah. And all that energy and interest that's in a hopeful and, and hoping for that future condition and that future arrival now is here. And you realize that which you are using to get to that mystical there is what you are looking for, is that feeling that you were saying, well, I'm gonna use that feeling like jet stream or jet fuel and go to the place I wanna go. When that stops, you see the value now. Yeah. I could stop and hmm? you could see things that you didn't see the value of you like mind wants to continue. Yes, again, but what happens is your mind continues as it likes to do. But you don't follow its threads as long as you used to. Yeah? And it's, uh, you're not getting as many newsflash from its, you know, CNN Central. Yeah? You're pretty much, it's playing in the background. You hear it, but you're not following its little, it's like weekend uh, shows going on. You know what I mean? Like, you're gonna be fucked. You're always gonna be fucked and nothing's ever gonna be better. No, you just, that's, the interest and attention is what fuels the volume of that. When the interest and attention gets removed, the volume goes down. And then a large amount of shit is mostly like fluff. It doesn't even have enough, it's more like a cloud. It can't uh, block out the space, yeah? It's not opaque enough to be like a thing. It's just like a stream of cloudy thoughts, usually, really about fucking nothing most of the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? And every once in a while, you get a message that is important. It's not coming from the propaganda channel. It's coming from your public service channel. So you you hear it and you get a message. You don't. It's like it's it's not like those car alarms that go off all day and no one pays any attention to them yeah it's sort of like all right well yeah, okay go ahead the cows the cows when they look up they don't stay looking up they go back to grazing quickly as soon as they see nothing's going on they're grazing well to me sensing a presence instead of trying to arrive at it, at it as a goal to sense the presence there's awareness that's we use the word seeing Yeah, not eyes, but seeing to me is awareness, yeah? And then here, awareness is being interpreted through space and time. So now seeing seems like looking, yeah? It's the same awareness, but now it has a different meaning being given to it. So seeing is sort of like just chilled out, yeah? Panoramic gaze, you're not looking at anything too intently. The thing itself, you're catching the space around it, yeah? That's awareness, seeing. And then there's awareness directed by the mental state, which is looking. So I believe when it says you're using the Buddha to seek the Buddha, you're using the awareness to seek the awareness. So there's the awareness of seeing is now the awareness of looking. Yes. And the awareness of looking is blind to the awareness of seeing. So you're using the Buddha to look for the Buddha. Yeah. You're not, but this is what's happening. So, and when you feel like a, a presence, let's say, or this, this like spaciousness of something, awareness, let's say, and then you feel when awareness is being injected with time and looking through space as a different feeling. There's a movement in the awareness. And instead of being like this, it gets a more focused, like it gets to be, you know, like if you walked into a classroom, there's the big black chalkboard, And if there was one little mark of the chalk, that's what your attention would go to your head, your head sees that one little um, chalk mark, doesn't see the whole big space of the board. It's just you go right there. Yeah, that's directed awareness from the head. So the head has this huge, huge, infinite, let's say reservoir and it's pushed and this stuff is coming through this very small myopic view, yeah? And it's being pointed at things at the expense of the nothing. So now the awareness being given the uh, the mental state just called it this thing and, and dosed it with like time and space, yes? Yet ha- the awareness has obviously not lost its nature yeah, but it seems to have lost its nature to us. Yeah, which, and we are that awareness. So it appears that something has lost its sense of nature. When it's found, it's always been that way. So actually, was it lost? When the awareness is refound in the panoramic way, it tells you, it's going to inform you some way that it's always been this way. So basically all the shenanigans you thought time and space did to it and I've been I've been pissing my awareness off it's, uh, I mean pissing it away it's not your awareness obviously it's awareness it's awareness at rest seeing awareness now in this world looking is blind to the scene yeah so What needs to be stopped? Not the seeing. What needs to be found? Not the seeing. What needs to be stopped? Looking. Do you have to stop the looking? No. You have to stop the idea that looking means there's a looker. If you lose the the looker, then the looking is seen as the seeing. It's never been looking. Yeah? It comes up with that name, comes up with it when there's a looker. Us, yeah. So when there isn't you, then that looking that used to think, which was seemingly blinding you to a lot of shit, is now not, because there's a, it's, its bondage, its shackles have been removed. Just by recognizing you're not the looker, then the looking gets diminished, or the interest in the looking gets diminished, and then you realize it's the seeing, yeah. So that which you were using to find something is now that, that which you were trying to find. No matter how many ideas you had of what you thought you were trying to find, that was it. It's just like when I was a kid and I was feeling really uncomfortable and I had this irritable, restless discontent that tends to be an underlying condition of people who have trouble with addict, you know, addicts and alcoholics. I didn't know what I needed, but I knew I needed something. And then when I found my first beer, that's what I was looking for. I didn't know what it was, but when I found it, it was clear. The same thing with this message: it's vague sense of what's going on here. I mean, I th- you know, you would think if these paths are all good, you would think there would one would have been fine. You know, if they all lead to the same place, why don't I just stay on one? They all seem to not, yeah. So. So basically, I had this feeling. And it was so weird. I was in a place called Delancey Street for two years. And after about a year and a half in that place, I felt something I needed wasn't there. Couldn't put my finger on it, but I definitely had a feeling. And so I'd go to these old timers, this guy, Dick Clapp. He'd been the longest, 28 years or something. And I'd ask him, you know, I'd share about what I was, and he had, didn't have a fucking idea what I was talking about. So it really changed. It made it affected me by uh, not staying there any longer. I went with the graduation route because they wanted me to stay five more years. And I said, no, no, because there were, I knew there was something I needed that wasn't there. And what it was was when I found it out, which was recovery. I needed AA. They didn't know I needed AA, but when I was introduced to it, I, I, I knew it then. Yeah, and now it's been 35 years. Same thing in a way with this message, yeah. Did all this stuff. You know, I saw most people's reactions to not seemingly getting something, which was to do more. You know, do more, make a stronger vow, don't leave Thailand, become a monk, whatever. Yeah, more seemed to be, hey, this isn't working. I believe that it works. Well, these people have told me it's been around 5,000 years more. And I started to see something going on. I didn't know what it was, but I had a strong feeling that something was up. And I even saw it at non-duality meetings, because usually there was a meeting and one person was the one who had it. And the other person's like a not, you wouldn't say it to be righteous in non-duality on a on a Pharisaical level, but they felt they didn't have what the other that person had. Yeah, so there was duality in the midst of a non-duality meeting. It was just insane, you know. And when I heard this guy speak this last time, and it was the last time, uh, he's from Zen, and he uh, and I knew this Zen saying, and he said this saying, and I hadn't I hadn't seen him much, but I never saw him laugh at like he did at this time. He says, you know, I'm like a man standing in the river selling water. <laughs> I got that and I left and that was it. He says, it's even funnier. Yeah, I'm a man. No, it was I'm standing by the river. He says, no, I'm a man standing in the river selling water, meaning obviously you're in the fucking river if you're buying the water. Yeah, and it hit me. Yeah, maybe it would have gone over my head, but at that moment, something, it just whacked me and it was like, I had the habit of going to see people and I just stopped, yeah. Not swore, didn't swear off it. I just like someone we say in AA a day at a time, just don't drink a day at a time. Don't, you don't have to say, I'm never going to drink the rest of my life. No, just today. And that's all right. I'm just not going to see anyone today. I'm going to see if this is true. If something has already landed, and I'm looking for it to land, I got to knock off looking for it to land, obviously, because I may have missed the event of its landing already. And my looking for it to land is is denying its ever-present condition, which it's already so. So, stopped. And then I never started again. (laughs) That's what happened. I, (laughs) I haven't listened to another person unless I was forced to (laughs) if I was doing something at a big group thing I felt it's right to sit and listen to people but first of all, I don't want to hear them because I don't want to I want to have it come out of you know the independent bakery yes I don't want to hear someone else say shit yeah yeah just good calling simple calling told me what was going on it said hey if you don't get clear on this point you're going to be looking from it so we've never moved since then yeah and that is the activity of the mental process that claims whatever is happening and it and it claims it to be about you the you that you're not it got a clearer down as the way the day went because that wasn't sufficient enough to see because the sense of volition is strong in our programming so when people hear something is going on, they feel they're doing it. And sometimes this is what flips them out. Maybe they get a nice stretch of awakeness or something. It feels pretty good. And yet it seems like the head is, is lagging behind. And they have a they run into a cognitive dissonance because they believe they're their head and they've had this complete change and yet something hasn't changed the head's doing the same fucking thing basically it doesn't have the utensils to really cook your ass but it's 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 basting you all day <laughs> and that's because that sense of volition is still under there people so we then want to emphasize this mechanical the mental state just does it if there's a and it's brought into contact with something it claims it That's what it does. And I don't believe you can get before it in time. I don't. I believe when you're moving your ass to the meditation pillow, it already has you as the meditator. I do not believe you can do a process that will get you before that process. First of all, because you are before all processes. So you don't need a process to get you before it. Yeah. It's just like when you're here and you lose something, your head immediately goes, someone stole it, you know? (laughs) <laughs> i mean you didn't see it coming it's just so much so. you do you want to think oh that just put me back eight years in my spiritual progress you know what i mean i gotta go back to get i didn't you know what i mean no it's a losing fucking game if you see it's not you that to me works it does and when finally something worked it was really easy to see why things don't work Uh, it wasn't those things it was the one who thought they was in those things as always so we say you know you hear there's a great party and when you get there it sucks Yeah, it's sort of like you trying to get it (laughs) you trying to understand it you trying to have it you trying to make it better maybe I don't want just non-duality I want extreme non-duality I want radical non duality. I want non duality with partners. <laughs> I want tantric non duality. I got to get some something, not getting anything out of non duality. Throw some fucking spice in here. Yeah. But really, non duality is just. Go deeper. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. deeper. Yes, go deeper. I'm on the surface, but there's so much more. No. <laughs> so, you know, the head will keep luring you yeah the weird thing is it's not like see here you are and something is attached to your head and then the fish is there and so you never catch it because (laughs) it's it's distance is moving when you're moving so you're never moving towards it because it's you on a thing and every it always keeps the distance so i'm really getting close and then you do so oh I've been exiled again it does it's like that it's a sadistic game of warm and hot or cool and hot you're getting warm again oh you're cold you had that bad thought about that person <laughs> uh, you're really cold oh getting warm. heads playing god with this very important topic of god for many people it's having a field day with god it is it has you it's playing god about god <laughs> there's no way in hell You're ready to meet God right now, Paul, come on. Look at how you're dressing. He expects, you know, a crisp shirt, white teeth, wants wants you to look like his son, a left-coast surfer, blue blue eyes, I think you missed the boat, Paul, too old now. (laughs) This is just simple, honey. Just sit with it. Sit with it. It's like a Rubik's Cube, but you don't move it. Just sit with the Rubik's Cube. And then you get it. You get it. You see the futility of you trying to get out of you. It wants to get into a bigger, better you. The biggest, better you would be God, so to speak. And that's where all of you, your sins are going to be forgiven by God. But that which is playing God has your sins on the front page. It's going over it over and over every day. You remember that time? Yeah. Your mother really needed help and you didn't fucking help her. You're not betting, you're not released from that sentence. And it doesn't have a statute of limitations. It just keeps on. You keep getting letters from the fugitive squad. Give yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> We know you did that 40 years ago. Give me a fucking break. This is the beauty of an addict life. The extremeness of something using you for transportation shows something that may not be too easy to see in other ways. It's so obvious that something has used you for transportation, that your idea of being the chooser and free will is, is doesn't really have a, a leg to stand on. Because you have been taken over, you have been driven, you have been imposed upon, da 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 da, da and you feel it. You haven't been able to put it, you, same thing like in Delancey Street, same thing with non-duality, you feel it, you just don't know what's going on, but I bet you you will sometime, yeah, and then it you'll realize you had the solution, you just had to lose interest in the problem a little longer, yeah, you just had to. Yes. And try to figure it out and realize the greatest hallelujah is what you're relying on fails you. Yeah? Relying on those pills, relying on this, relying on that. When you don't, when you, all of those things, we so hope we're going to save us, don't save you. You'll maybe realize there's no one there to be saved. Maybe you are what you've been looking for in all the saviors. Yes. I feel it's true, it rang true, and it's been ringing for years now. There's nobody ringing the bell, the bell just rings on and on. And uh, it's a very disarming message because I feel it can be the last answer concerning a lot of stuff, yeah. I had a lot of desire to escape here since I was young. I had an urge to get out of here Get out of me, really. And I used a lot of vehicles, you know, early on. I read all of Edgar Allan Poe's works before I was 12. I was into Edgar Allan Poe. I liked that macabre mind, you know. I liked all these writers who were opium addicts. And I, I did a lot of opium later on. And all these fantasies of, transcending this place, but being there. (laughs) And I tried, I I went down a lot of of those roads, pretty fucking far, some of them. And there's a lot of similarity in all the roads. Yeah, most of the as the miles go, the addictive possibility increases. Yeah, the more you're on the road, the more miles in a momentum can occur then that which may have been serving you may not be serving you anymore. That your your seeming solution becomes a big problem. Yes. And not to have, and to have the eyes to see that and not have it different. Oh, it's not the same as that road. They're all the same because you're on every one of them and you're the overriding influence of any fucking road. Yeah. And so the last answer. I haven't looked for what I can't find, you know, meaning what I am forever, a long time. And the amazing thing is in recovery, the problem doesn't exist for me. And that was the biggest problem I ever ran into in this life as an action figure was that incessant urge to get out of myself and do it no matter what the cost. You know, I really, it had me almost like a rabid uh, rat, so to speak. Yeah. So that was so compelled by thoughts and I've lost, I haven't had a strong thought or a feeling about drinking or using ever since, which is amazing. I thought a solution would be, I don't drink and use, but there would be a lot of wrestling with this urge and it wasn't the case. The urge was removed, and even the potency of thoughts and interpretations of feelings were completely changed and never to return. That ghostwriter has never written another book on these pages called Paul for 35 years. It's fucking mine, by the way. So that opened up because I feel a lot of solutions here are defined by a, a larger problem. Yes. They demand a lot of attention and maintenance and it doesn't seem to be like a solution really yeah if unless you're working super hard and then basically you give up and then you just try control environments you know like retreats and shit they control everything so you can feel all right for a week or two yeah but you can't stay in there for a year maybe you can usually you have to go back out i used to feel it when i went back to the town in thailand after a couple of weeks in the you know, temple. Uh, when you were just driving back in the tuk-tuk, you could feel the whole thing come over again. It had just, it just had, it didn't, it was just pregnantly waiting to get out of that controlled environment. And then it just, whatever you thought you were taking with you didn't last long as an experience. It didn't, experience is obviously, are like sand through the hands, you know? You can't really, the more you grasp, the more, the quicker they go. And thousands of experience do not change a basis. If the basis is self-centeredness, it's difficult to change. Yeah? Especially yourself. (laughs) It just mutates into another form of self-centeredness, yeah? There's spiritual forms of self-centeredness, there's fucking fucking violent forms of self, there's a lot of forms of self-centeredness. And some of them may be at, at war with the others, not realizing it's all self. But, uh, but you know stuff when you're relieved of it, you do. And if the relief doesn't seem to be like, it flows easily, it's not, and it doesn't have so many requirements necessary and it doesn't have time it's not like you're working for something but there's a huge delay until you arrive there it's like an instantaneous ability to be relieved and after a while the relief becomes the new condition so you're satisfied and content and it isn't here it comes through here the action figure gets whacked with satisfaction and contentment. It's programming is driven by the head is agitation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but something overrides it. And then the action figure uh, can be, it reaches its Nirvana, which is enough. It's not constantly always being pushed for more. It's just, oh, this is cool. You know, I've had one piece of cheesecake. I don't have to buy the whole store cheesecake. And then I know they're open tomorrow anyway, so I can have (laughs) one here, chill out. Yeah, and then you may forget Now you don't have no interest in getting the cheesecake. So now you have a level of enough as the action figure because the action figure, uh, it's not the subjective experience. It's an object, yeah, seemingly as an appearance. It's the mental activity, the subjectiveness is really, the worst uh, possible companion to the object yeah? because the object is now demanded to reach great heights, which it doesn't have in, in it, yeah, it doesn't. It's not because I want to sit on a cushion for 13 hours. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, my ass. You ever see retreats? I remember I went to a beautiful place. We used to call it the upper middle way, but Spirit Rock, very nice. Waters and food and you'd be sitting in there the first day it's beautiful you know some beautiful sights. a meditation room is beautiful really you know it's sparse they have the pillow with the little cushion and then they have a space and it's nice nice energy yeah stuff like that so everyone goes there and you go find your seat whatever and then you're there three or four days you come in and now there's like mountains of pillows people have trying to lift their left cheek and the whole, f- and then some have just given up. They're laying down on the side, and snoring and shit. But you don't because you got your spiritual face, but you really wish I could just fucking lay down. But you're, you're lifting up here and there, and then you just give up. I need a chair and whatever. It just goes on and on and on. And then it looks like a fucking mess. It looks like a children's playroom. The pillows are everywhere. They're not any, all the symmetry has gone. It's just fucking, I mean, it just breaks down so fast. You can't pull it off. They just give up. Yeah, you can't do it. You know how some people, some people even in recovery the way they read a certain thing, we have a a step in recovery called step 11. It's as you've been in this process, and I think it's step 11, it says, uh, and now the intention is to improve your conscious contact." but they suggest through prayer and meditation. But the point is really to improve one's conscious contact, but most people get stuck with, I got to start becoming a meditator and they just don't have the mind. You know what I mean? They're just fucking crazy. The head is very active. Maybe three minutes. <laughs> they can take it and and pray. You know, pray, pray, pray. But they don't see the point is to improve one's conscious contact. It says through prayer and meditation, there's millions of other ways. Just being awake is improving your conscious contact, <laughs> obviously. Because when you awake out of the mental state. The, the mental state is improving its unconscious contact all day. That's what its off. Its job is to improve its unconscious contact. Yeah. <laughs> so, so poor people who don't have it, they're not the they're not built as an X-wing. You to sit still. They've been wild their whole life, and it's, just, it's like, and then the head beats their ass. You know, you can't meditate, and so like that's just fucking. But they love go to nature and they feel great. Just walk down a park road, go in this little place. Yeah, that's improving one's conscious contact. Don't get stuck with the little words, come here. Yeah, look at this, it's unbelievable. So, because the point is, the thing, it sounds like I have got to do prayer meditation, but the whole point is to improve one's conscious contact. Now, who says that you're in the job of improving the conscious contact? Maybe the conscious contact will improve you. Yeah, so who knows, but you don't see these definitions. They're almost like caskets that the head puts life into. Yeah, it puts it into in there and it kills it almost it neuters it you can't kill it, but it neuters it yeah it's got it. Yeah, that's why I I don't. If you can live without so much name and form. it's it's, uh, it's a nicer way to go because a lot of people who you think are taking lifetime uh, occupancy of your condition isn't, they're coming and going. You probably wouldn't even notice them if you didn't name them in a lot of respects, yes? Same thing with the thoughts. This is not about being mindful of thoughts. You lose interest in the thoughts. They're like bubbles popping most of the day. I can't come up with one memory of any moving thought i had (laughs) really (laughs) at least until this moment yes they just pop 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 pop. but the space is there yeah and now the popping of the bubbles don't doesn't distract the sense of space that's Mm -hmm. the good news yeah so and how can that happen if you lose interest in you as the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the taster, and toucher, especially while there's doing, feeling, thinking, tasting, and touching. Hopefully you're gonna be in the state of losing interest in that. You'll be more attuned to the feeling, thinking, tasting, touching than to the feeler, taster, thinker, touch, you know, touching. and that to me is traveling lighter. It really is. Same, same, but it doesn't go, it doesn't culminate at the same place you see the seeing but there is no seer there's hearing there's no hearer because once the hearer is presented the hearing yeah becomes something the hearer did you're living in a fucking bizarro world that which comes first is now put after and that which is after is seen to be first yeah there's no recognition in that, how are you gonna tell what's north, south, east, west? You have no guidance, really. So you're trying to get into what you're not out of and you're trying to get out to what you're not in. We you're not, this is. See it and then uh, don't name it you. Yeah, and then by its presence, you'll recognize its absence. And that's the feeling of presence. Yeah, you lose interest in the uh, the absence that's appearing, and you gain interest in the presence that's not appearing. As you travel through this world of appearances, yeah, the world the traveling lighter through the world of appearances cannot be found in the world of appearances. It comes from that presence. Yeah, the ofness of what we are brings about a lightness while we travel what we're in as jesus says you're in this world but you're not of this world the ofness is the ingredient of lightness i feel yeah yeah so i think that's one of the things now you have eyes to see you have the eyes you have the awareness the eyes to see nothing yeah to see the space instead of the things appearing in it as much. You're always going to see the things, but a whole lot of attention can lift off of there. The things are going to still be able to be seen, but the sense of the moment won't be the thing you're seeing. It will be the seeing of things. Yes. The awareness will be the main attraction during the day. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yes. I think that's it. Let's open up the meeting. We can't stay too long. I've got to go to the airport, but first I have to have some fellowship with my friends. And that means coffee at the firehouse. So, and then I got to drive to to uh, the airport, get Amelia and the kids. All right, so anyone have anything they like to say out there in there? Kerry? I got nothing, Paul. Just tell me one thing. I wasn't muted this whole time. That's I don't know. I can't I, be sure. I hope, I hope. That's the, that's the, My. that's all I ask. All right, I hope so. Oh, no one, all right. So then I'll start saying goodbye. Yes. So we've got uh, John S, Florida. Nice to see you, John. I'm really happy to know you, John. I'm really happy that, uh, Hanging out, hanging out with us has really been helpful. It's great, yeah. Changed my life, bro, thank you very much. Very good. And then we got Chris H. We got uh, Rico, Rico C. Nice to see you, Rico. Marty, the uh, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi is good today. Yes, we got the, the laptop and everything going. We got, uh, who's this, Lawrence, I think. I can't see, I got the, the, the big arrow on the page. Mike Clark, down in uh, Mexico. Yeah, he still looks like he ate a couple of canaries today. Eh? That's all right. We got <laughs> Christy Silva. Nice to see you again, honey. Nice to meet you last week. Vlad, Vlad. Vlad had his whole name up there, Vladislav. Yes, I'm gonna have to start calling you that in in Sicily. No Vlad anymore. John Kay, as always, nice to see you. Sherry, oh we got a beautiful dog here. Sherry, nice to see you. Anu, as always. Anu, I forgot to give you that Ethiopian coffee. I still have it next time. I'll come by Paul, thanks. We got Marcus. Nice to see you, Marcus. Esther, as always, good. Dirk, Dirk in uh, Belgium, yes, yes. All right, Dirk. See, Dirk is gonna have to realize he had to understand, and then it, he'll get that he never had to understand. It's pretty good, eh? Yeah. What's happening? Oh, we lost. Hey, girls, honey. See you. Nice to see you, honey. Thank you for coming. Bye, bye. People are leaving, so. Tariq, back in Dover. I'll let you know when I'm coming back there. Roman. Roman Mu, M- Mullah. Rusty. Johannes. Uh, always been around. Thank you, Johannes, for all the time. Lee B. Lee B Britain. Kathleen. Crispy. More uh, Martin. Martin, thank you for your donation, everything, and everyone else who's donated to the lavish lifestyle. As you can see, I'm looking very stylish. Eh? I've been wearing this t-shirt a few days. Uh, we got Kathleen, there she is. She's outdoors now. She couldn't have take the enterprise out it's too big to come out of the house. Oh, wow, let's see. Okay, we have Ilan. Uh, nice to see him. I think I got it right. Got someone connecting to audio right now. Don't you dare. It's Sarah. Oh, Sarah, Sarah has reappeared. Ah, very nice. Miranda, wow. She's she's uh Sarah. Nice to see you, honey. We got Miranda. Always a pleasure to see Miranda. Everything's going well, honey. Yes, yeah, great. Dennis, Sally, fully participating at all times. Christine, Kona. Oh, it's called Kailula this time. Andre, Paul, another Paul, Colin. Jane G in Mill Valley. Cassandra. Holly. Nice to see Holly. I haven't seen her in a while. Rob in Louisville. Behaving himself, I hope. There she is. Where are you, Sarah? Anywhere London still? Uh, I can't hear you. We'll see you. Hey, thank you, everyone. Oh, Brahmi. Brahmi. Oh. Our connection to the motherland. Oh, Lisa, what? You are you just coming in? All these people? No, they're the wisest ones. They come in after it's over. Pretty good. I got here late, Paul, but I am here for the best part, and that is seeing you say hi to everyone. All right. Well, it's good. I'm having a. It's a beautiful day here with my friends. You. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you soon.